Welcome to Special Jersey Baseball Show. Today, we are uh, talking to the person who is putting together the most dominant offensive season in college baseball, recorded college baseball history. And that's Ryan McCarty, our friend uh, just across the river in PA, Penn State Abington senior, triple crown leader in all categories, not just in D3, but leading all of NCAA baseball in all triple crown categories and about nine or 10 other categories as well. And of course, he's our intern and always will be. That's right. I, I, thank you for coming on. Thank you for uh, everything and, and, and welcome. Thank you. thank you, Mr. Olsh. I appreciate it. It's great to be on here finally. Uh, hopefully we get another one later in July too. That's right. That's right. Hopefully around draft time, we got another one coming. <laughs> but let's, you know, just, I don't even like words. Like you could, this is, you're doing MLB the show on beginner mode. You're doing like hitting off a tee with no fielders stats here. I mean, 40 games into the season, 552 batting average, 27 bombs, which like you only had 13 career bombs prior to this year. So we're going to talk about that a little bit because I haven't seen you get any bigger since the, uh, the Sandlot days. So we got to, we got to give your home run secrets to uh, this next generation. Definitely. 85 RBIs, 95 hits. You're close to a hundred hit season. Like we celebrate and deservedly so when guys get a hundred hits for their careers in college is like amazing. And you're about to do it in, in about two and a half months. <laughs> what, what the heck? What, what, what? Are, I, I don't like, first of all, that's amazing. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. But, uh, so what's your secret? So the biggest secret to it, like we said, uh, Barry Bonds before the shit. No, I'm kidding. Yes, yes. So the biggest difference, like I've not really changed my workout routine a lot. I've, I've been happy with that over the off seasons, getting in there every day and doing that. But the biggest difference is the mindset. And I will preach that till the day I die, probably, because I learned from freshman year, I just heard about this stuff and I bought into it because why not? I <clears throat> um, you know it sounds a little silly to some at first, you know, being able to separate pitch by pitch. People are like, oh, I do that. But it, it takes time to learn what that really feels like and to be able to emphasize on each at bat, like each pitch, there's a different approach, a different plan uh because it all matters with outs runners on and stuff like that so i learned i i listened to these two guys ken revisit and steve springer uh, every single day and you you have to just really study what they talk about um because 
it, it it's incredible when you start to get to feel like I can't even put into words how great you feel at, at the plate and how confident you are because you understand failure is a part of the game and you start to feel comfortable in the box no matter what happens because if, if you get out it's like okay well that you know you got the next at bat if you, if you make the last out of the day well there's tomorrow that's what the great part about this game is you play so many games you get so many opportunities to do something so yeah. the biggest difference I'm going to go back to the pitch by pitch separation because <clears throat> I just started to grasp what that meant. Um, I've heard it all the time in my life. Big leaguers are so good because they separate that. They're at bats like that. Um, and what it means to me is that I'm able to step out of the box, recollect myself, um, and step back in and control what I can control in that at bat. Um, it's incredible. You you slow down your game. You slow down the pitches at when you're at bat. Um, I remember talking to you earlier that mechanics are, mechanics and your work in the gym only make up a small percentage of what what really happens on the field because the mentality is the strongest part. I've been around a lot of great players, talent wise, who may not be able to perform at their best ability because their mental their mental side's holding them back um that's that's what the next generation needs to hear and needs to study i wish i could fit it in all in this meeting but after it's been years of of looking this stuff up and getting better at it <clears throat> you really have to apply this every every day and some of the videos you watch on them sound super silly the biggest video I would take from Ken Revisa is he preaches being in the moment and that literally just means when you're putting on your uniform you're you're putting on your uniform because our mind tends to run they it goes to the past or it goes to the future now you start to be like oh I was over three off this guy you know I really gotta step up today no no you don't you're putting on your uniform you're getting ready today you know um so that has helped me be in the moment that that's what separating pitch by pitches as well You're like okay that pitch is over with this is the next one you know how is this pitcher approaching me and you got to realize the situ situation at hand so we can also gas up uh spring a little bit steve springer because and, and you being the old intern know that that we've got an episode of steve springer Incredible. Uh, he talks about all that for 45 minutes so all you young hitters out there make sure after you're done this make sure you click on that and and let's get some uh because that is it is a difference maker you know it, it's, it's it really is it's unbelievable uh, miller and manto had the privilege of working uh firsthand it was ken revisa they worked with him at, while they were in, on the indians um and Miller Miller admitted to me, he's like, you know, at first, me and a couple other guys were like, oh, this is this is bogus, you know? What is uh -huh. this guy talking about? Because he's the first, he was like the first one to ever go to a right. ball club and talk about this stuff. Uh, Miller said, well, lo and behold, you know, a couple years down the road, I'm like, holy crap, like I, I, he bought into this stuff and how much confidence he had as a player. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, it's a growth mindset. You have to continue to grow and get better each and every day. So one of the really crazy things about your story and 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 this year especially, like I said, if if you do, you know, hopefully hang on to those triple crown categories through the postseason. It's never happened before. 
in D3 or D2, which happened once in the entire history of college baseball, D1, back about 30 years ago at Indiana. So we're talking, like I said, historic stuff here. That's um, awesome. But it almost didn't happen, right? I mean, it was, you know, this year almost certainly didn't happen the way it did. So, I mean, just I'm going to, I'll set the stage for you and then you, you know, kind of talk us through the, the craziness of this year. You know, Penn State Abington, growing program, knocked off Rowan last year in the regular season, a World Series team, was on the, you know, was number one regional rank for a while, just missed an at-large berth in the NCAA tournament, a lot of guys returning. Um, and Coach, uh, Coach Kopsky, who, who kind of built it to that point, um, you know, left for a, an opportunity at, at Immaculata, you know, mm -hmm. just before the season. And you guys went through the fall without a true head coach. Yeah. So, so you know, A, tell us about Coach Demento and, and how he was able to keep you guys together to have any sort of fall. But B, you know, I know there were times where you were thinking, why didn't I take my one-time transfer yeah. and get out of here? And then all of a sudden, like right into your lap is, you know, Coach uh, Dave Miller reigning A-10 Coach of the Year. D1 should be D1 coach. And then after that, he pulls in, you know, a guy who should be coaching in the majors right now is your hitting coach, Jeff Manto. All of a sudden you're like, you got a staff better than any of these programs you could have transferred to. Yeah. It's so I I I love Coach Kofsky. I love I love him. I know got a lot of the guys loved him too. Yeah. The timing of it was just so unfortunate coming up on that fall season. Um, he even tried to match uh, what Immaculata was giving up with Abington, and it just wasn't possible with our school um, for for their reason. I'm not sure, but it, so the timing was really unfortunate. It hurt a lot of us. You know, a lot of guys came back for him. A lot of guys transferred for him. Mm -hmm. um, so with Demento staying, um, that really had us like, grow a lot of love for him we already loved him but him staying was like was more of a bond than you could you could try to make up because you know such a heart crushing leave like that uh and you had somebody stay there for you it was it was incredible we still had to put together a really good fall which we did I think we played with a lot of passion in the fall because of what happened uh so we had a really competitive fall we played against each other a lot um and worked with what we had um, because then the, I think the interview process was around November um, mm -hmm. for the, for the new coaches when we got to meet Miller and our first, so the whole team was like grouped there to like hear him talk for a little bit. And we kind of left there and we, we were almost like, why is this guy here? <laughs> we're like, we're like, no way. Like, are we, like, this is, happening people thought it wasn't like real we're like all right this is not this is not happening i don't know he's definitely yeah, got another he had the three or four other you know d1 jobs that were like uh you know thought could have been fits for him and yeah we're like you know this is really cool we get him here for an interview but you know he's probably going elsewhere and come spring uh that was cool and um i think december rolls around and they finally made the announcement it was closer to january they made the announcement that Miller was our official head coach and we were like holy crap we did this like this is happening right now and he did have 
three or four other D1, D2 offers <laughs> that he turned down. He wanted to be in the Philly area and and stay with us. I think he says his dad went here too, which is awesome. So and they, it may have been a little special for him as well. Um, and then give it another couple of weeks. And because he told us he wanted to bring on Jeff Manto as his hitting coach. Um, the official announcement didn't come for another couple of weeks yeah, because, you know, sure. Yeah, sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, we waited a couple of weeks because he was like, oh, you know, it's either going to be the Mets job or Penn State Abington. Uh, like classic. I don't, that's, I don't know that's how that never, never been said before. It's either going to be the Mets <laughs> job or Penn State Abington, right? You know, yeah. Just like, oh, you know, come, come be the hitting coach for this D3 school. So then that works out. I was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm glad you didn't get the job, Jeff, but sorry. But yeah. I'm like, I'm going to be a little selfish here. We get to have, we get to pretty much have, we, we play with two scouts in front of us pretty much every day. So if, if any of these guys want to have a shot at this next level thing and play four years, you don't have to go and worry at a D1, sit two years and then get junior, senior year to play in front of a scout. You get to just go to Penn State Abington now and get your opportunity freshman year on and you play in front of two scouts every day i mean they make the calls you need whenever you need them and it's just you're you're playing in front of two traveling scouts uh it, it's an incredible opportunity obviously um we've talked about it before this is this is lucky if you get this at a top d1 program right um so staying ended up working out uh <laughs> needless to say that was that was a big worry at, at the beginning of that all of that um, um uh, and then the, and then it was also awesome of him i wanted to say it was awesome of him keeping uh demento on the staff as well because i remember he didn't know who uh joe demento was but he did know how he stayed for us in the fall and he said how incredible that was so he he stayed as our assistant coach which was big help yeah. Him and Coach Roth too. They they stayed with us and it was incredible. Yep. So 31 and 9, great season. Right. The you know, finished just behind Penn State Harrisburg in mm -hmm. the conference. And probably the hardest thing about that was that was literally your first conference series. So yeah. Before you really got to get together as a team. But, exactly. But you know, now heading into the conference tournament this weekend, double elimination at Harrisburg, right? Penn College is there. Lancaster Bible is there. That's your four teams. Yep. You guys went to the NCAA tournament the year before COVID, right? 2019. Yeah, Coach uh, Kopsky took you there for the first time. Yeah, correct. First time in school history. What would it mean to you to go back again this year? Because, you know, your conference, you've pretty much got to win the conference tournament to get in. Definitely. Definitely. That is, uh, that is almost a for sure thing. Now you have to win that conference to get there. Uh, it would mean everything to me because me and um, one other kid, Jaden, Jaden Himmelreich, we've been here for five years together now. And we remember going back to 2019. It was just a great time there as a team. It was first time in school history. Now we're doing this year. We had the first time in school history for 30 plus wins. Yep. Um, so to be able to go back and get a chance with this group of guys would be really special. I think we have a strong chance at this, this uh, playoff run, because now, like we said, it was the first series of the, of the year getting to know our pitchers. We were missing two of our best hitters too. 
um, and Zach Morales, Justin Fogel. So those two in the lineup, again, are going to be great. Um, it, and we got a good shot at, at doing something in regional, too. Uh, that that first ra- that first time in the the regional was a quick exit, uh, yeah, a quick zero and two. But we're, we got we got a taste. weren't the closest games. No, no, not at all either. Yeah, the the Rowan one was rough, so that was great. We've been able we we know we are that team that could be there and win a regional because we had be, like we said we had beaten Rowan last year, runner up World Series champs, and this year with Salisbury, Salisbury when we're yeah. when our when our pitching and our are hitting or are clicking we know we are that team we know we could be that good um, we just need to be able to show up and have fun every day yeah and your lineup right i mean they, they probably hate you because you're getting all the attention right now um <laughs> they're, although, they're breaking records themselves so that's what but I'm saying. Just... like you know you look in and you see like runs you are like the gap between you and second place in runs is like the same as the gap between like in, in entire D3 is like between second and 20th, but second place is, is Chase Swain. Chase Swain. He's right there with a lot of categories, runs, yeah. hits, yeah. Uh, like so all of it. So you've got Chase who kind of, you know, he, he transferred from Ryder. Um, yeah. So he's a D1 talent. He, you know, he's known coach Miller for, for years, but you've got, you know, uh, uh, Jared Fogel, who's a great hitter, we've known for we've known that for years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tim Petroselli transferred from D one to 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 kind of solidify the middle of your lineup. Definitely more head state. He leads yeah. the country in walks. So like, <laughs> you've got guys who just who just swing it, and it's you don't you don't put up twelve and a half runs a game by just one guy, no matter how dominant that player's been. Exactly. Right? That's a whole team lineup. Yep, because that's that's what I'm saying. I remember uh, just before we got on here, I saw somebody commented on a tweet uh, saying like, "Oh, you know, it's surprised they don't walk this guy more." Well, it's because I got three hitters in front of me and and freaking six behind me <laughs> that could do just as good, and so it's it's hard to pitch to our lineup. Yeah, it really is. Not a lot of quick games with you guys this year. No, no. I think it took us like. Um, 12 15 games to get something under uh three hours <laughs> we're like okay this is nice scoring all this much but now we're spending half our day at the field when did yeah right when did you know like i mean right away you scored 62 runs the first two games you yeah. know and i was like and i think i even texted you afterwards like who the heck were you playing and <laughs> it was a you know you i, I forget the team but you said like it had been pretty even back and forth through the years. You play them every year. Yeah. And, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, well, we scored 62 runs our first like 12 innings of the season. And mm-hmm. when did you know this was like, had the potential to be crazy? I think I would say right around that time because we had never gotten outside before that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was always tough. We would just take like indoor batting practice and it's always tough to see. Uh, on live live uh pitching what you're doing in cages and after that second game was when it was like okay this could be something really special because that first game you know uh you know maybe we had like a nice little start you know beginner game and had a good time but then we came out the second day and 10 times 10 times better we did we we scored one and a half times runs more 
26 okay. wasn't enough. We got to throw up 36 this game. Yeah, we went from 20 to freaking 35 like that. And I was like, okay, this this team is legit, man. Like we are we are something to be reckoned with. I knew we were good coming into this, but that was like a, we got something special here. That we got something special after those two games. And yep. just like that. And anyone who's thinking that, oh my God, who is he playing? And that's why the stats are so good. You know, we're talking about somebody who hit 350 in the Valley League last year, mm-hmm. you know, playing top players in the country, um, top, you know, college D1, D everything, you know, down in the Valley League and two way mm-hmm. the heck out of it with the, with the great. <laughs> uh, with, wood, with Wood, by the way. Yeah. Um, was that a key for you mentality to, to you know, I mean, we, we've talked in the past about how I, I think you could hit anybody. Mm-hmm. But was, was last year and, and just being such a complete player, I should also mention you got 20 steals this year. We got we to throw up a little shout for the speed. It's not just power. But what <laughs> was, did that experience make a difference for you going into the year too? Definitely. I think I really wanted to go back there and prove myself um, because coming off the fall or the summer I had there in 2019, um, I started to pick it up at the end of 2019, but that couldn't erase the 30 games before that, unfortunately. Um, You know, and it wasn't the season I wanted to have. Um, So that was when I had my mental check, like, hey, I need to keep working on this stuff. I thought maybe, oh, I had it down, you know. No, there was so much more to learn and so much more areas to grow. Um, and that's exactly how I took it into that summer. Um, one of the biggest challenges from going D3 to that big D1 is that pitching. So there's sort of a, a switch there with my contact point and my practice and stuff like that. <clears throat> but um, that one, that that summer really helped me figure out what I need to do uh, on the field to show that I could play at the next level. I mean, that was like, that was, I, I took that summer personally. Like that was like where I needed to show people, Hey, I can still play with these guys. Mm-hmm. And even in D3, we have really, really good pitchers in the, even in our conference um, at Harrisburg, they have uh, some of the top arms in D3 and uh, Drew Harshbarger and Zach Yetis. They are also pitchers who can definitely compete at that D1 level. So it's just very hit or miss on certain days. I remember um, I was, uh, I forget who I was talking about it with, but like some days you'll face like a, a mid eight, you know, some days you're like, oh, well, this guy's like 78. And then there's one, someday you get a guy that's 91, 92. And you're like, okay, like what is going you gotta on? you got to be able to hit all of them. That's right. Yeah, it's you kind of be able to. What you see. You see, that's, it really keeps you mentally in check going D3 to D1 you know, competing with everybody because baseball is crazy how there's just all this different types of talent and people utilize their talents differently. We knew, we knew from the Sandlot League though, right? I mean, you know, it's it's funny, right? Looking back, you know, I still will tell if we're talking about you and and you hitting against, uh, you know, Connor Stain, who we've had on obviously, who's crushing it at UCF and dominating, man. Moving up into the top two or three rounds of the draft and you know, how you're able to, you know, kids throwing 95 and you're able to have the, you know, be able to know when to sit off speed and, and able to, to take him deep, you know, just <laughs> the ability to, to handle pitching at that level. I mean, you have it, it's, it's, it's there. It's, 
you know, and I think you've always Thanks. proved, which is, which is awesome. Um, brings up the obvious question, right? July draft, mm-hmm. um, 20 rounds hurts, you know, 40 hurts. rounds would have been easy to, for, for guys in your position to get the chance somewhere. Yeah. You know, realistically, you're probably right on the bubble one way or the other, as far as getting drafted, but you know, there's still, you know, the, the, uh, you know, guys have gotten, you know, plenty of free agent signings after the draft as well. Exactly. What would it mean to you to hear your name called either in the draft or get the phone call right afterwards that, you know, the Phillies is so-and-so with the, you know, an opportunity to come to the minors and play. That, that means the world um, to me and I'm sure to anybody who gets that, that hear their voice or their name called um, because that's just, all the work you've put into this game for ever since you were five or however old you are when you start playing, like you, you, you start that dream at a young age, but to have it become a reality is probably an unreal experience. I'm sure that's why I've heard many people say maybe the most nerve wracking day of their life. It's because Holy crap, I've done something and I got a shot at something I dreamed of when I was a kid. Not many people, obviously not many people get that opportunity. Top 1% of the, the, any game gets that opportunity um but hearing that name call is probably something super special um and i would try to be with my family that day i'm going to um north carolina to play for with the coastal plains league for a little yeah i'm hoping that maybe an extra month before that draft be like hey this is d1 guys and i'm playing with them still you know so in, in in that way it only can help me really um but that is something that's that 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 name call is worth sharing for your entire life yeah that is and and you've heard you've started to hear from some teams and had some meetings at this point right i mean we're you know it's starting to become more and more real as we get closer and it's uh, exactly even that after those calls you take a second to step back and be like wow like i'm getting an opportunity to talk to these guys you know like um, coming in as a freshman, I'll never forget talking to my first scout. And it's like, like, wow, I actually meet, I'm doing something in my sport. Like, this is something like, oh, you know, I've dreamed about this. Like, oh, I get to talk to a scout. Oh, I hear my name called. But seeing it start to work itself out is, you got to take a step back and say how amazing this is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, Pensbury High School, 2017 grad, state champ your senior year. Yeah. Got to shout out the Falcons, obviously, for that. Always. Coach Pace, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, if, if people were wondering, not a lot of uh, opportunities, right? Not a good junior year batting-wise, right? Under 250 in high school. Yeah. Um, you know, Alvernia, Arcadia, Penn State, Abington, right? Um, yeah. You know, to be able to take it from there. And, and show that dedication and, and commitment and getting stronger. Give you a chance to, to shout out the school a little bit. What's, what's Penn State Abington meant to you? Penn State Abington has for sure been my home the past five years now. Um, going to the, a little school actually has turned out to be a great thing because I want to only grow what this school is about because the, the more success I may have, it helps everybody at Abington. It helps Abington, the school, helps players around me on this team. That's exactly what 
having the success is all about it's for the other people really to get to also help them have their dreams there's plenty of guys on our team that are next level players too so i hope to have this school just continue to grow with athletes and students as well um and i remember uh well we were talking about that 250 average junior year that's that's the when the d1 sign all their players so i if you see if, if you see a high school hitter hitter hitting 250 you're like all right we're gonna pass on this guy so I don't blame them it makes sense at the time I just I just always believed in myself and what I was doing I was like I know there's a better version of me so I just kept my head down and just kept working out hitting and what what, everything else you just keep your head down keep working um and I've always loved Penn State too obviously um growing up somewhat around there i've always loved their baseball i've always loved their football it's always a very exciting time um so penn state's always been a part of my life and uh it's very special gonna get a degree from here and being able to play here for as long as i did it was a great time what would you tell guys who are worried that they're uncommitted in kind of that same you know junior early senior ish mode um, would it be to kind of, you know, believe in yourself and stick to your plan and really commit if you want to get those yeah, results? Definitely. It is a, t- it's tough mentally. It's a gut check for sure, because my dream, my dream school was Vandy. Um, so sophomore year, freshman year, freshman year, me wanted to go to Vandy. Um, but you know, you get, then you get Abington, Alvernia, Arcadia. They're not the same, but they are great in their own ways. So it is it is tough on yourself mentally knowing you're not where you want to be, but that does not mean you have to stay there. Um, you, the The only way to get through that is to continue to believe in yourself and to put in the work and put in more work. It it'll inspire you to keep working harder. You know, motivation only lasts for a little bit, but if you're really inspired to do something, you'll 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 take time and dedicate your life to it. Um, and that's exactly what you have to do to get where you want to be. Baseball, we're very lucky. Baseball is the way it is. Although the, the draft rounds are shorter, being D1, D2, or D3, you can still do it. There was five or six guys last year. It was 20 rounds again, but there were five or six D3 guys still got to hear their name called a, a shortstop, a catcher, and a couple pitchers. So it, it's possible. And you're a shortstop and a pitcher, so you should have twice as much chance. Yeah, I get, I get, yeah, that's how it works. Now I get twice the odds now. So that's right. That's right. Ryan McCarty, our guest today. Um, like I said at the beginning, the most dominant single college baseball offensive season in history. The stats say that on pace to become, you know, we finish out the season only the second player in NCAA history at any level to win a triple crown nationally. That's not locally or within the league. Um, 1209 slugging percentage, right? The difference between first and second there is a bigger gap between second and about 150th place nationally. It's it's just, I, 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 I don't even know how to put these into perspective other than I can't think of anybody who deserves it more. Thank, Thank you for you. coming on. Of course. And if I want to say um, one more thing, it was just, I'm going back to that mentality, guys. I'm going to go back to it because I can't preach it enough. Another thing, key aspect of honing in your skill every day being a better teammate is I I didn't look at my stats once this year I never do I of course I see it on social media at times my fault 
<laughs> that's okay. And that's okay because the the way I'm at, where I'm at now with my mentality is I'm able to take a deep breath with it and I could close my eyes for a second and tell myself, hey, this is the first at bat of the year right here. This game is opening day because when you play on opening day, there is no expectations. There is no yesterday. So every at bat is your first at bat of the year. Every game is opening day. Now that's that's I'm going to close it on that one. I've heard that before. I think I'm going to clip that and send that one to Spring and see what he has to say. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's it's big on him. That's right, that's, and that's why we didn't do this. We refused to do this till after the season, the regular season was over, because that's one <laughs> chapter. Now we got the postseason chapter and see how exactly. Well, exactly. Good luck. Good luck Friday. We will certainly be following and uh, always wish you the best, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Walsh. Thank you, Coach Olsen. I appreciate it. Ryan McCarty, our guest, Jersey Baseball Show. It's not New Jersey. We don't care today. It's worthy of uh, your time and uh, certainly the greatest story, like I said, being written in college baseball this year. We look forward to seeing everybody at the field and uh, thank you for watching.